0: Your entire life you've been told to save. But has anyone helped you figure out how to spend? With Fidelity Income Planning, get help creating a personalized plan for cash flow, even when you're not working. One that includes your 401k and all your other accounts. Make informed decisions that best fit your life ahead, whether one-on-one or through our planning tools. Learn more at fidelity.com slash income planning. Advisory services provided by Fidelity Personal and Workplace Advisors, LLC for a fee. Brokerage services by Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC.
1: welcome to weekly edition of soccer pub bet the edge i'm jay crouch i will bring in drew dinsick and brad thomas at the end to talk about our best bets in the premier league this weekend uh but let's welcome in our special guest gary o'reilly 14 years as a pro gary for tottenham Brighton, crystal palace teams that will be relevant to the discussion we have but let's start off with uh a competition those teams aren't participating in that's the champions league Man City rocked Real Madrid 4-0 yesterday. And now they head into the final against Inter Milan, where they are minus 455 favourites. So market thinks they're about an 80% chance to win the Champions League. Do you think Inter give them them a match, or do you think this is just going to be a procession?
2: I think Inter give them a game. I mean, you look at what Inzaghi has to offer, apart from his intensity and running up and down the sidelines. You're looking at him able to switch out zheko and bring in Lukaku. He switches out his wing-backs, maybe halfway through the second half, refreshes the legs, keeps the intensity going. They've got a great player in Brozovic, the Croatian in centre midfield who anchors absolutely everything. He's missed a continuity. I think they really will put City to the test. I think City will pass it, although it's a strange thing for them in a Champions League final to be the favourites.
1: Yeah, it is. And uh, the book on Pep in the Champions League has always been that he mm. overcomplicates things or he does he just he just tinkers too much. Do you think that he does anything weird in the final? you think we see Haaland in goal, Kevin De Bruyne playing left back? Do you think we see any weirdness? De Bruyne De Bruyne he's gonna yeah, he's going to bench
2: De Bruyne and he's going to bench Haaland. He's just going to mess. I don't know. I mean, maybe he just is. I mean, who, who am I to look at what is possibly the greatest coach we've seen? In, in the game and say, you know, you're getting it wrong, dude. I, I don't know how I'm placed to make that comment. And a few, few people are. Um, it might be that, you know, he plays it straight and everyone's expecting him to play Bernardo Silva at fullback again. And he doesn't. And he lets him off the hook like he did yesterday. And uh, the results are obvious.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, I think they are certainly well-deserving of their favouritism. They're also mm. heavy favourites to uh, win the Premier League. You can pretty much yeah, write your own yeah. ticket on Arsenal winning at this point. And City, they host Chelsea uh, 9 a.m. Eastern on USA Network. City are minus 425 favourites to win that. Uh, Chelsea are 10 to 1. Do you think mm. Chelsea give them any game here or are uh, the City do they wrap up the title with three points?
2: Um, there's always what people refer to as the puncher's chance. And Chelsea do have that ability. Uh, I just think they're going to... Watching City play Madrid in the second leg of the semi-final, I don't think I've seen a more complete and controlled performance as a team for a long time. And I think that is going to take them to a point where they know they can bag the title, retain their own title as they will look at it. And I think Chelsea will struggle. They've struggled, sadly, for most of the season. And I don't see them coming out of that for a while.
1: What do you think of of Maurizio Pochettino at Chelsea? Do you think that he can salvage this operation or do you think that the the club is just such a mess and the fact that they've got 80 players who all do the same thing and are overpaid, uh, that it's just unsalvageable?
2: Um, I think in there there's a good team. There is a good team. And it's shown it can be a good team. And I think, you know, you've lost Jorginho, you've lost Rudiger out of there, and they're key components. I think Pochettino, what's interesting is he sat out. From my mind, he is probably analysing every training session they do remotely, working out what it is that he has to solve before he gets through the front door. And I think we'll see something interesting in a positive way happen with Chelsea under Pochettino. Uh, I hope so because it's a a club that's tasted success very recently and the fact that they are languishing in mid-table obscurity is, you know, that's not a Chelsea thing.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's bizarre just to take a step back and think that what two years ago they were beating man city in a champions league final. And now yeah. man city yeah. head back to the champions league final as massive favorites. And, uh and Chelsea will be, be pretty lucky to, to finish 11th uh, at this yeah. point in the premier league. So uh yeah, hopefully uh, they can get back on track now. Gary, you've got a pretty unique podcast with an astrophysicist uh, named <laughs> yes. Tyson called Star Talk Sports Edition. Wasn't really yeah. ready for that in the prep, um, but that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's a fun one. So just pretty keen for your thoughts on just this season in general and the weirdness of it in terms of the World Cup being scheduled in the middle of the season. And I guess the sports science aspects of the fatigue um, the players are dealing with. Have you noticed that kind of surface uh, across the top leagues or what kind of impact do you think it's had?
2: And thank you for mentioning the podcast, by the way. Very kind of you. Uh, the World Cup kind of affected people and didn't affect people. I mean, you think Ollie Watkins, Aston Villa, didn't really get involved, can't stop scoring since yeah. the, the Premier League resumed. Then you look at other players, Marcus Rashford, he got involved, was their part of the England setup, came back, just carried on as if nothing had happened. Some players, I think. Teams that underperformed, countries that underperformed, uh, for example, Belgium, some of their players came back and I think the burden of their early exit messed with the melon. It just, uh, you know, stayed in their mind for longer than they'd hoped and they had to kind of brush it off and it took more time. So there's apart from injuries, I think most people were able to come back and go again. You know, you look at uh, Martinez at uh, Manchester United, you look at McAllister... At Brighton, they don't seem to have been affected and they've gone all the way to the winner's podium and had no problems when they got back.
1: Yeah, I think probably the team most affected in Europe by by the World Cup was a team that you know most of the people listening to this probably won't be paying as much attention to, and that's PSG, where mm. just Messi and Mbappe, I mean, they had their... Their Titanic battle at the at the mountaintop, and then coming back mm-hmm. and facing you know Lance and Ozair on a random Saturday probably doesn't hold the same uh, the same appeal and create the same intensity. So PSG have fallen off a little bit, but it seems like they'll still uh, they'll still waltz to the title, such as their talent yeah. advantage in the League league. Uh, uh, but that's a test of
2: their professionalism, Jake. Yeah, and any player who is at the very peak of Mount Olympus, where all the gods live people like Messi, people like Neymar, Mbappé, then when you go out to play the so-called lesser clubs, it's easy to to drop your performance levels off. So it's a test of professionalism for them to stay on point for all of that season.
1: Yep. And to their credit, I mean, they fell off a little bit after the World Cup, but it seemed like the past couple of weeks they've gotten right on track, and uh, and they mm. should run through the finish yeah. line in the league. Uh, let's uh let's talk about running through the finish lines, finishing the top six in the Premier League. Uh, <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about your old club. Let's talk about Spurs. Yeah. Uh, Please, very let's... weird, very weird, wonky season for Spurs. Like, kind of the a less disastrous version of the Chelsea season in a way where... I mean, Spurs are a team that people thought could contend for the Premier League uh, or at least, you know, contend for top two, mm. top three. Uh, now they're contending for top six. Uh, and They play a plucky Brentford side. They are mm. favourites. They are at home. Do you think, ultimately, they will take care of Brentford this weekend?
2: Um, you know, part of me says yes. Part of me says oh, don't take Brentford for granted, even if they do not have Ivan Tony. Up front, I mean, don't forget, Tony scored close on fifty percent of their total of goals this season, twenty and thirty-three. So this is this is something that's going to be a miss. Then you know you're not going to easily replace that. So Tottenham, on paper, should be able to do this. But then again, we have taken a Champions League spot and turned it into possibly a Europa League conference spot. I mean, how do you do that? I mean, it's it is totally Spursy this season. Uh, I mean, anyone who knows me knows I suffer from Tottenham Tourette's right now, and I may not may not get over that until sometime in the summer. But that's that's a fact. So yeah, I, I think Spurs should beat them. With all due respect, uh, Chelsea thought that when they played Brentford recently and got handed a an L. So it's it's not to be taken for granted.
1: What do you think about the? I guess the talent level in Tottenham's squad at the moment, I think opinions vary about, you know, to the extent that they have underachieved. But I mean, you look at guys like Richarlison, who they've got so little out of this season, do you think there's enough talent in the team that, you know, with a, a strong kind of manager performance next season, they get straight back to being in the top four? Or do you think there's, there are things that need to be improved around the edges? Uh,
2: I think you have to have a lot of improvement because to fall out of the top four race when... Liverpool aren't firing on all cylinders. Chelsea have gone AWOL. And you know what? Man United haven't been the Man United that all Man United fans think they should be. So there was a space to fill. And Newcastle filled it. Tottenham should have really been in there because of the talent that they have. Richarlison won't give you anything if you've got him on the bench. And if you've got him on the bench a lot, he's not the kind of guy that reacts positively. He's going to be unhappy. We've seen what he can do. You just watch him in the World Cup. And his energy levels can be amazing. Son hasn't performed as well as people had hoped to be Harry's been Harry. The departure of Bencourt during the season for the injury, I think that was a turning point because I thought he was pivotal to what Conte was trying to achieve with that group. Um, Going into the analysis a little bit further, to keep coming back from having conceded two, three, four goals is not a game plan that can be sustained. So it was a case of like, you know what, well, we go into half time with a clean sheet and we go out and we need to keep that clean sheet for the next half. And that, that mentality did not seem to be present for Tottenham. Um, whoever comes in, I would imagine, would want to address that.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, on Richarlison, I thought it was so poetic that, you know, his great moments for the season was equalising against Liverpool. And then they concede the winner, um, yeah. you know, seconds later, effectively, which kind of sums up how things uh, have gone for Charleston, for better or worse. Uh, last one for you, Gary. let to talk about the bottom of the table, which is, mm. I think, the most compelling uh, race at the moment with the title effectively wrapped up. Uh, top four still in a little bit of doubt, but down the bottom is the most important. Uh, Southampton have been... Mathematically relegated, uh, who do you think are the two teams most likely to join them uh, by the bookies odds at the moment? Leicester and Leeds are the clear favourites to get relegated.
2: Um, Leeds concede silly goals. Yeah. They're not bad. they they got a threat of goal scoring, but it's not a big threat. Yeah. Leicester, again, they concede too many silly goals, but they are able to score goals. They do have that potency in there. It's just that they keep throwing them away at the back. So I'm, I'm looking at Leicester's confidence and I'm just thinking, I'm not sure it's there. I'm not sure it's there. They could prove me wrong. Leeds look like they can implode at any minute. Um, you know, that's, that got hammered by Crystal Palace. And that, that really was a body blow for them. Everton they again don't score goals but they're not bad at the back they really do kind of hold off and you're thinking you know maybe they can get a point maybe get a couple of draws before we get to the final part of the season at the moment i think it is as the bookies would uh, would would draw your attention to Leeds and Leicester that join the Saints in the championship
1: yeah i think the big the really the big game in this race was Everton putting 5 past Brighton and really because that was a result who saw, where you I mean, saw that coming I mean, you would have expected 5-1 the other way. Uh, yeah. The fact that Everton were able to pull that out on, what, were their 23 goals on that Monday between the three mm-hmm. games. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think that that really ultimately shaped the race and, and probably saved Everton's season. because so they didn't get that result. Um, they would be right in the thick of it with uh, Leicester and Leeds. So they're still not safe just yet. Uh, I mean, going, Leeds, you look
2: at Leeds. You look at yeah. Leeds, sorry, look at... Uh, You look at the running they had when Sam Allardyce joined, and you're thinking they've got to play Man City, then they've got to play Nottingham Forest, West Ham, and Tottenham. The one game in there that's going to save them is West Ham. So they basically brought Sam Allardyce in to manage Leeds United for one game. Yeah, it's been that kind of season.
1: Yeah, do you think they get a result uh, against West Ham?
2: Depending on West Ham's ultimate outcome against uh, AZ Alkmaar in the Europa League.
1: Yeah, it feels like that
2: will be pivotal.
1: Yes, feels like West Ham didn't really... Uh, they weren't all there uh, against Brentford on the weekend. Uh feels like no. they were looking ahead to, uh, to the Conference League tie against Alkmaar, which, yeah. uh, which kicks off later today. Uh, Gary, thank you so much for joining us. You've got one of, the best, one of the best social media handles around uh, at my three <laughs> left feet. Uh, can you, you tell people what else you're working on at the moment?
2: Um, I sit in on the grumpy pundits on Sirius XMFC. So get to host that. I create, I'm create. i the creative producer on a podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson, which is science and sport. Sometimes there's no sport and it's all science, but it's a lot of fun. We have a stand-up comedian and actor, Chuck Nice, so uh, it's a lot of fun me doing that. Plus, I'm, I get the, the occasional time to do game commentaries on Copa Libertadores, Sudamericana, and then go back to England and do some things for Talk Sport Radio. So busy bee.
1: Yeah. Fair bit going on there. Lovely. Everyone should check it out. Gary, thank you so much for your time and I'll speak to you you soon. Cheers. Pleasure.
0: Is it just me or is it getting really hard to figure out the best way to save for retirement? Fidelity can help you find clarity so you can save the best way for you. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement your way. Get started at Fidelity.com slash future. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, member NYSE Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: All right. Before we bring in Drew Dinsick and Brad Thomas, a reminder to download the Road to World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. All right, let's bring in Brad Thomas and noted Premier League Kappa. (laughs) Uh, Pitch pitch underscore Kappa
0: uh, on Twitter. Let's start with you, Brad. What's your best bet of the weekend? Uh, My best bet, Newcastle versus Leicester City. Newcastle minus one and a half on the goal line. First, this match just – it passes the eye test, right? We have a Leicester City team who – it's been very leaky on the road, haven't been playing together. And a Newcastle team who have guys like Colin Wilson and Alexander Isak playing in form. I explicitly named those two guys because man, what a luxury they have. Callum Wilson 17 goals on the season. He's in crazy form. I think he has like eight goals, seven goals in eight games. Then you have Alexander Isak when he starts or he plays, he's just scoring in bunches. I think it's a total mismatch. I don't want to play this game on on anything other than the uh the, the goal line here because when Newcastle win they win by a lot. They just keep scoring and keep scoring, especially in their home stadium.
1: Yep, and uh, and I want to rectify uh, recent results as well, and uh, and lock up top four with uh, with Liverpool starting to knock on the door a little bit. Drew. What do you got? Any Crystal Palace or a different palace?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I was chasing. I mean, it was chasing a little last week, but boy, oh, boy, did it come through. It was was just a super, super solid Premier League weekend. uh, And our villains, Jay, high five. uh, Just just an incredible win against Um, Tottenham. Now, there's no easy ones like that on the board this week. So I'm going to go with one that maybe looks a little too easy, but that's okay. Uh, We're going to go Man City. Win to nil is plus money. Chelsea, as was covered in great detail, stink. And they've quit. And they can't score even when they're trying. So why in the world would they get on the board uh, against a Man City team right now that is clicking on all cylinders? This looks like all systems go for Man City. 3-0, 4-0 win seems likely. 2-0 would surprise me, but not shock me. Uh, Any kind of action whatsoever from Chelsea on a counter, any kind of um, creative development of goal scoring intensity from Chelsea would surprise me. So uh, the fact that you're getting better than a 50-50 shot on uh, Man City to win to nil is, uh, is amazing, and I will take that. Uh, and, of course, I'm going to pad the account with a little uh, Crystal Palace draw no bet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Yes,
1: Chelsea, they're not the worst team in the Premier League, but they are the most reprehensible at the moment, and I uh, certainly <laughs> feel like It will be poetic for them to be the doormat uh, of which Man City to uh, stomp their feet on on the way to the Premier League title, uh, which they should wrap up this weekend. Uh, I'm going with Brentford, uh, who are a popular choice for me, uh, kind of an expected goals darling. Going with a draw-no-bet against Tottenham, plus 200. I know that Ivan Toney won't be there, and he is very important for them, but I think this Tottenham team at the moment is such a rabble. Uh, Never seen a team create so many chances offside. Uh, as Tottenham did against Aston Villa on the weekend. I think defensively, they're still a bit of a mess. I don't think they really have that much to play for either. This is a team that had designs on finishing top two before the season. Now they are extremely long uh, to finish, even in the top six with Brighton's win uh, against Arsenal, probably locking that up for Brighton. So uh, I think for Tottenham, Tottenham, I think they will uh, lose to Brentford, even with Brentford on the road. Tottenham, they've won two of their past nine Premier League games, and one of those was against Brighton in a game that Brighton really should have not just drawn, but should have won. Uh, so not impressed at all uh, with Tottenham's form uh, and expect that Brentford will get a result uh, in London. Okay, that's it for us. Don't forget to check out mbcsportsedge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks to you, Brad Thomas, to you, Drew Dinsick. um, Thanks to Gary O'Reilly as well. We'll be back tomorrow. Cheers.
0: Set your mind free with a free plan from Fidelity. Start by organizing your plan around what matters most to you. As you go, you'll be able to see your full financial picture, which covers spending, saving, debt, and goals in one simple view. Get started by visiting fidelity.com slash free plan. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh,